Oh wow, it doesn't even give you like a three, two, one. I'm I'm used to getting the three, two, one on my on my thing. Anyway, uh, welcome everybody to uh, episode twenty-two of Eldar Talks Games. I'm joined by Vaughn every two weeks, like clockwork. I'm joined I'm joined by my lovely co-host Vaughn Hyde. Vaughn, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Dude, I'm good. You know, I'm starting. Here's the thing. I'm second week into my like uh, second semester of college yeah. classes and shit's weird. It's like it piled on in such a weird way since I'm doing online classes that I'm just like, ah, I got to figure out how to do shit. Uh-huh. And it's it's a thing, but I am enjoying it um, so far having a good week. It's it's decent. Yeah, I played some Dark Souls over the weekend. Dark Souls Two. It was some fun shit. What about you? You having a good one? You just you just chilling out? Yeah, man. I saw that uh, you and Barbara did like some weird movie theater thing for her birthday. Boy, where do I even start with that? That was last night. It was her birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so, um, at my work. Uh, I guess for context, I live in the same shopping plaza as my job. Um, I don't know. If, oh, I don't know. That's kind of weird. No. Well, so, uh, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, just hearing that somebody, like, this comes from, like, I live in Idaho. Right. So, like, I've never heard of somebody living in a shopping plaza oh. kind of a thing. Like, that's yeah, not that's something that normally happens. That's interesting. You have, like, an apartment or a home somewhere outside because it's, like, huh. there's so much land here that everything's so spread out. That's it's, right. It's not, like, a, a normal thing. Like, when... I watched like sex education and when um, like one of the characters lives above a shop, I was like, what? That's cool. Mm. Okay. So it's literally that (laughs) we live above a, um, like a falafel eatery connected to an Indian restaurant and um, across the way. Yeah. So it's like super urbanized city. Like we live right on the outskirts of like Dallas, right? Maybe like 15 minutes from downtown. So, you know, downstairs we have a bunch of restaurants and um, it's really just like take an apartment complex, stack it on top of a restaurant and like a spa and like some Japanese sushi places and boom, there's our living situation. But in that same shopping mall or whatever is my job, uh, People Fun. Uh, we make mobile games and I guess that's why it kind of makes sense for the um, office building to be like a metropolitan sort of area. Anyway, yeah. our our boss, Tony Goodman, who a lot of people know, uh, he's the creator of Age of Empires, pretty popular RTS. He recently <laughs> stacked up the office with like a bunch of really cool stuff. And then COVID happened. Um, so at the office, he set up, he made like a, pretty much like a little theater room and nobody really uses it because COVID. Uh. And so I thought, okay. I like, let's go watch Birds of Prey. And we did. And it was like on Sunday night. And so no one was at the office. And we had an awesome time. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I saw the picture and I was like, where the fuck are you at? <laughs> like, I was seriously like, it was mind boggling. I was like, how, where is this fucking place that is so cool? Like, I didn't understand it. It looked really cool. Yes. It, it looked like it was probably a good birthday. Was, I, I, I hope she, I hope she had a lot of fun. Um. We, we like unwrapped like gifts and like had popcorn and Birds of Prey is still a good movie. Like I think it was the last movie I saw in theaters before uh, COVID made an appearance. So it all came full circle. Here's the kicker though. At the bottom of the console or whatever, like there's a little drawer where you can like adjust the sound and stuff. It took me a while to find that um, for the TV 
like the movie theater or whatever. I saw HDMI ports. Thing? Yeah. Which means on Wednesday, when I get my PS5, this weekend, I can go up there, connect my PS5. Uh, what games did you get with your PS5? So you're going to just hop right in. Here's the thing I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, first of all, for the 18 new subscribers we got in the last two weeks, welcome. You should gargantuan numbers, but we appreciate that you're here. This is the Resident Evil 8 Showcase Podcast. But before we start talking about that super quickly, <laughs> I want to talk about the fact that I got, by pure necessity, because there wasn't any disc-based PS5s, I got the digital PS5 console edition. Now, I want to know your thoughts about what, like, buying a digital console only. Did I shoot myself I in the foot? Because... no. I don't think so, because we're we're moving into a more progressive age of basically just digital, and the file size doesn't even change that much between physical and digital. Yeah. So I, like, I don't think you shot yourself in the foot, really. Like, it's not a big deal, um, especially as we continue to move forward and things continue to move more primarily digital. Yeah. Like, I, I personally, like, I wouldn't have purchased an all-digital console because I'm a physical kind of a person and i would also use it for things like a like a blu-ray player and stuff but if you also don't have like i'm assuming somebody who purchases a digital console out, not out of necessity yeah. but somebody who purchased a digital console they don't probably own like a bunch of physical blu-rays and stuff like that they're probably like oh I actually purchase my stuff in a digital fashion or in that medium. So it makes more sense to, to buy it that way. I personally wouldn't, but I don't think it's dumb at all. And if anything, you got the smaller of the two. So you've got a slightly smaller brick than the <laughs> gigantic. Brick. So kudos. Do you, do you own a lot of like physical media? Oh, um, not as much as I think a lot of my other like friends do. Uh, apparently, having a PS4 for since launch, so like what 2013, having a PS4 for like years and having only 10 games, um, like on disc. Damn, dude. Maybe not. Maybe I, I do want to go digital. Yeah, it seems like you're mostly digital, dude. Because I gotta send you a picture oh, yeah. of my shell. Oh really? Like it's fucking absurd. You gotta. Yeah. I didn't know you had a physical media shell. I'd like to see that. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, I'm going to be honest, though. I've barely played, like, the majority of these games. I just own them. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's, it's my curse. It's my addiction. You're like Scott the Waz. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I just, I have such a problem. It's, it's outrageous. So you, but you're buying games and then not playing them? Yeah, yeah. It's what? basically just a collection. Yeah. Oh, my I just, God. I'm like, oh, sweet. And I find a game that's like got a cool case or something like, dude, I own like five different copies of Hyperlight Drifter. Two physically wow. because I wanted both the Japanese and the like uh, American done through, I believe, fan game or cover art. I wanted both. So I got both. Holy shit. <laughs> so I, you, then I guess given that amount of information, you'll be proud of me to know that I bought the Scott Pilgrim Epic Edition for the game from oh. Limited Run. Yeah, that's pretty dope. It's the dude. one that comes with like the, the the stage, and then you open up the little stage, and supposedly part of the Anamanaguchi soundtrack plays. I don't know what song they've used. I bet it's probably another winter. But 
Yeah, I I saw that. We talked about it on IndiePod oh. that there were the three different editions, one for 60, one for 90, and then one for like 150. I got the like I got the 151 just because it seemed like it it seemed like a lot of stuff for 150 bucks. Like a oh, lot of yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, that was a beefy. It's very beefy. Edition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I That one was like gigantic. That's a game that I thought about that I've consistently thought about since it was removed from the um PlayStation Store on PS3 so long ago, right? It's it's a it's a game where like it's the soundtrack I would listen to not even that long ago, like this year already. Like I've listened to that soundtrack, so like it's a game yeah. that I hold super near and dear to my heart, like Onimusha level of like just in there, you know. So I had to get it. I had to, I had to do it to him, you know. So, dude. I get it. They they sold. I think it. Uh, we just talked about it on this week's episode of IndiePod. Within three hours, they sold over twenty five thousand copies on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, like people just clearing this shit out. And I was yeah. like, we were talking about it. I was like, if they didn't see this sales, I think somebody deserves to be pissed off for how much they got fucking heckled over the years. <laughs> It's 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 definitely an interesting re-release, right? I can't think of any other re-release of its kind, where it's not because the game's antiquated. Uh, it's it, it it re-emerged because it was removed, um, and I, I don't really remember a game that. I mean, I guess Cyberpunk will be that in a completely similar, but also just yeah. super different context. But yeah. Yeah, it wasn't um, actually stranded on a console. It was yeah. taken off of it because it ate dick. Yeah. No, it's I mean, if dick. they ever released, like, PT on, <laughs> on like, a, if they ever released, like, a PT actual, like, collector's edition or any kind of bullshit like that, yeah. that will essentially be it. Or, like, Flappy Bird, maybe. You never know. Oh, my that God. That one, you never fucking know. That shit's crazy. I gotta admit something here. <laughs> I tried to sell my phone with Flappy Bird on on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Like so many people fucking did. I, I thought that was so funny. I was like, why would you purchase that? Like, people are trying to sell it for like eight hundred dollars. Some dude and bought it though. Bought it? Yeah, what absolutely. Some fucking like, some Jimothy out there, one hundred percent purchased a iPhone. Uh, like a four, like a four or five, <laughs> like a five C with like Flappy Bird on it, and it's just like sitting in his closet right now, gathering dust. <laughs> Oh, I mean, there are those people who buy it for, like, a collection's sake. They're yeah. just like, yeah, I have this iPhone with Flappy Bird on it because it's, like, it's literally a part of video game history that you may never be able to experience again. It's very similar mm -hmm. to, like, owning a PlayStation 3 with PT or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on it. It's, yeah. it's just, like, it's the same, but for some reason, a lot of us look down on it because it's a mobile game. You're like, why would you do that? And it's like, it's the same exact concept. It's just, like, it's preserving a piece of video game history yeah. it just happens to be a mobile game like it's it's totally different it would but, be like uh, if it, it would be like if among us like had its big boom on pc yeah and then valve took it off steam and then it, it was really popular for two weeks and then all of a sudden due to one reason or another you just couldn't play it anymore it's the same yeah it's a similar concept and like Scott Pilgrim, like I kind of had to put it out of my out of my head for a little bit because I just knew that, you know, there's no way to play that game. It's also interesting. Like, uh, I, I I could be 100 percent wrong here, but even if you had a PS3 with the game installed, you couldn't play it or something like that. Or God forbid, if you deleted it, it was just gone. And yeah, very PT rules, right? 
It was just one of those games that, that I missed. And I was super happy to see when Brian O'Malley announced that it was like coming back and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. So excited. It's, it's super cool because the game is only like three hours long. It's super digestible. And I, I can't wait to, to play it. The thing is, though, I'm waiting. This, this might be controversial. I'm waiting the six months to play it. <laughs> is that weird? What? Oh, you're I'm waiting for the game about it. About it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, I mean, I I did a very similar thing. Like, I didn't play Celeste until my physical, like, collector's edition showed up. Really? Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, and I mean, it took so long. It was <laughs> outrageous. It took over a year Whoa. for it to come to me. Yeah, it was fucking annoying. Damn. The estimate for Scott Pilgrim is five to six months. So at this point, yeah. let's just hope that uh, that is the case. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of hoping things are the case. What? What the fuck? What are you doing? How, how kind of segue was that? <laughs> That's just how I do things, dude. Segway fucking suck when I'm involved. Dude, you want to, let's, hold on. Wait, the case. Like a briefcase and inside you open it and go, and it pops open and like ice, like steam comes out and in it are like, like virus vaccines. No, vials of, of viruses. And that's your segue. Resident Evil. I love that you're trying so desperately to make this segue make sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't. Oh my That's God. the way I fucking oh, I love that, I love that your thing now done. is um, just nonsense segues. <laughs> yep. It works. Oh, you know what That's I think about? Is. You know what I think about hot dogs? Drakengard. Let me... <laughs> No joke, dude. Here's the thing. Like, you just That's have great. to set expectations accordingly. If you do something really shitty over and over again, people are going to expect that from you, and then you never have to work harder to segue in your life. It's great, okay. dude. Don't. I, like, never have to worry about it. I don't know how to reply to that, except with anybody thinking that that's actual life advice. Take it with, I mean, like, it's, it's hard to fail <laughs> if you set expectations so low that if you do something right, everyone gives you applause. And in a way, that's a good bar of living, right? Because if everyone's like, oh, he's a fucking moron, and then you do the thing, everyone's like, oh, dude, it's a legend. So you can propel yourself exactly. to legend status because if you're constantly doing things well, every time you do something well, like, they've, like you know, if, uh, if you cured 10 viruses and then you cure coronavirus, you're, you're, it's just the 11th thing you've done. Boo-hoo, right? But, exactly. yeah, you get where I'm going with this. Anyway, speaking of viruses, um, <laughs> this past Wednesday, uh, Capcom gave us 15 minutes of Resident Evil goodness, right? Uh, I think it was like four minutes of gameplay for Resident Evil 8 Village. Is it Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Village 8? And they're really, well, they're it, always super it, clever. Village. It's okay. it's Resident Evil Village. It's it's just like how it's like Resident Evil Biohazard. Yeah. Technically, it's the seventh and eighth, but I believe they're actually called with their subtitles. It's kind of weird, and I think like you should put in quotations goodness because there is a decent amount of this showcase that just ate shit. I'm yeah. sorry, it was bad, and I was just like. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you keep going, and I'll get into the nitty gritty once we get. I guess the the first thing is the fact that there was a showcase in the first place seems super unnecessary. Like we can immediately start there because it was like a trailer and then a division thing, and then another horrible multiplayer. 
Capcom Resident Evil thing that no one's going to play. Right. Yeah, it was essentially like it was a pre-order announcement, a trailer, a gameplay trailer, an announcement that it's coming to PS4 and PS5, including a demo on PS5 called The Maiden. Mm -hmm. And then we also had like the Division crossover, which was really weird. And I don't understand why that's a thing. Right. Because you just like, sure, there's the dollar flu in the Division, but it has nothing to do like it's entirely different people legitimately die then versus this they like turn into mutations it's so weird you're and then, if you get mutated into a giant monster you're not technically dead so on yeah on's rule it's fine dude this shit is just so weird like mm -hmm. that i don't understand why they would go for that crossover with the division of all things and then we also got yeah the like um Technically, I think originally it was Project RE, but now it's um, RE-verse, yeah. which is a weird multiplayer game that they're doing that I think has a really cool pop art aesthetic. I like that a lot. Okay. But one, I hate to be one of those people who's just like, if you're going to make a trailer, please make sure somebody's good at the game when they play it. Because there were so many people oh. who just shot at the ground. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> they, just got like, they just got like QA trying to break the game, but like put that in the trailer. <laughs> it was so weird. And I mean, they didn't even necessarily give you a whole lot of information as to like what was happening in the trailer because you would have like people, somebody's playing as Leon Kennedy runs up and then mutates into like Mr. X. And you're like, what the <laughs> dude, fuck? that the reverse trailer looked absolutely I guess gameplay trailer that looked absolutely buck wild. It was like it was it looked like first of all, I thought it was a 3DS game. It's interesting that you like the uh, aesthetic of it because i i thought it looked like a like a vita game like oh well, yeah just because i like pop art oh, okay. I, I like the aesthetic of pop art like i think it's cool honestly what the trailer reminded me of was drawn to death oh. if you ever played that like the david jaffe mm -hmm. game it reminded I actually me have so played that. it's hilarious yeah it's it was so weird but i mean like that's not even anything i had a problem with it yeah. was actually the like the just moment to moment things that were happening in this showcase like they continually use different camera angles for no reason they would just like in the middle of a developer or like the host talking mm -hmm. they would move to a different camera angle for two seconds and then move back and i'm like why did you do that what what was the point of this different camera angle? I don't understand. Oh, you're talking about and, you're talking about eight. You're talking about village, the trailer proper at this point. Or are you, no, I'm talking not about even talking about that. Like the game itself, I think looks spectacular. I'm talking about the like mm -hmm. literal showcase itself. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, like how they were having the like lead developer talk for a second. And he's like in resident evil eight, you will do. And then it would like switch to a different camera angle. And he was like, you will also do. And then it would switch back. And I'm like, why in a two minute period, did you just switch camera angles three times? <laughs> Interesting. Like it was just so weird to me. And they did it multiple times. And I was like, do you have some weird like camera angle requirement in this fucking showcase? I did not catch like, that. <laughs> but I will so I will go back and, and give that an interest. That sounds super frustrating. 
if you watch through it again, it's so odd. It's literally like a film student made this and there was a requirement in the thing that's like has to switch camera angles or multiple camera mm. angles needed. And even then they still used this, like the second angle was the same every fucking time. Mm. It just went to the left and then went back into the, like to the main focus. And I was like, what are you doing? What is your fucking deal? Oh. Like I horrifying camera work uh <laughs> excluded Outside, yeah. what did you what did you think of the actual because i guess i know that they were i guess this showcase's primary reason for existence was to show more of resident eight and with yeah. a three minute four minute trailer that you know i guess showed a little bit of gameplay i mean overall it was it was more of like a uh i i felt like it was more cutscene city than actual gameplay uh how did you walk away? What did you walk away thinking about like Resident Evil Village, like the game itself? I mean, ultimately, I this showcase, other than just the dumb shit that I hate about it, mm -hmm. um, the actual game, Resident Evil 8, the stuff that it showcased, I thought was fucking cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Like I it makes me want to actually play Resident Evil 7 so that I understand. I believe his name is Ethan Winters, so I understand his actual storyline so i can go <laughs> into village and because they're like oh yeah his daughter is in this place and i was like in seven wasn't he looking for his wife and now he's looking for his daughter like it's kind of weird the weird thing about ethan winter's character is apparently he can go an entire game i'm talking about resident evil 7 right now he can go the entirety of a resident evil game without one time mentioning that he has a daughter <laughs> So it's what is the term for Deus Ex Machina in terms of like plot before the piece of fiction comes out? Because the fact that he has a daughter and she's also missing and he has to go hunt her down just like he did with Mia Winters is really funny to me. Let's be clear. Ethan is literally like an office worker whose <sighs> wife went missing like three years ago and he goes to Louisiana. He's just a dude living in America. Right? Yeah. And they gave him really main character energy, apparently, for, for, for Village upcoming. So so we'll see. Oh, yeah. They were acting like he was fucking John Wick. They're like, Ethan Winter. Everybody fucking knows his name. I was like, how was he so legendary? What did the he dude do is, in 7? In 7. The fucking vampire mommy that's six, fucking 75 feet tall knows his name by heart. I don't know how they're going to make him more of like a protagonist because the whole point about Resident Evil 7 was that he's a very average guy and is kind of a pedestrian to the unfolding storyline. He's very, he's an everyman who even by the end of seven, he doesn't have like affiliations with umbrella. He doesn't have like, Oh, he's the son of Albert Wesker. Like he doesn't have like lineage, right? He's still just like an irregular guy. So why he's so important in village remains to be seen. Now, the one thing I do want to mention, though, is I replayed 7 um, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it still holds up. That game is awesome. I don't know how you feel about horror games, though. Um, I mean, dude, I'm I'm such a phobic person that I would get like I was literally just like playing Dark Souls 2 on a stream the other day and saw a hole in the wall and I got the heebie-jeebies. Like, I'm, I'm such a bitch. Dude, I, Resident Evil 7 is visceral. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've seen it. Oof. It's gross. It's gross. Like yeah. I I don't know if I'll ever be able to get through the game, but if like mm, dude I would love to I would love to see you 
stream that after you stream the entirety of Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I really would. I like the to shoot for Kingdom Hearts 3, none of the others. I mean, here's the <laughs> thing. I, play, I, like, I want to play Village so badly that I would actually play Resident Evil 7. I mean, can we talk about like the fervor in internet culture and in games right now <laughs> about getting stepped on by Vampire Mommy? Because she hot. Like, Lady let's be yeah no they, yeah. they made her super they made uh i think there's like two circulating characters in residual village one of i guess lady i'm gonna i'm mispronouncing her name but like tall vampire lady uh has I just like, call her vampire mommy. lady just... lady lady d right <laughs> <laughs> she has three daughters two or three daughters in the game that turn into bugs that try to like hunt you down yeah. but they're hot too yeah, they all hot. Everybody's hot in that game, dude. Like, I'm starting to think that Ethan Winters lost his wife, <laughs> and he's like, time to replace it with some other supernatural it's so creature. Weird. Like, I don't know what is going to happen in that game, but um, from what I saw of it, I thought it looked just like Resident Evil Seven in like Bloodborne world, Bloodborne world. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, very it's wintry. Much theme than fucking hailbillies and shit. Yeah. Like, it looked. Yeah, it, it definitely from what I've seen of Seven, it's a big departure visually as as the setting currently. Because he's literally like going into a castle versus like in the bayous and swamps and shit. Yeah. We have um what, four more months until it comes out. I for one am, am super excited for it. There was also the uh Resident Evil, I think, Infinite Darkness CG trailer that dropped. It was super yeah, short. It was over before it began. Do you have any particular thoughts on it? Or were you just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's an old trailer, I, though. So. Um, I think it's cool. Like, one, it's coming to Netflix, which I think is awesome because, like, I'm not going to pay to watch that fucking movie. Yeah. There's no... Like, I mean, technically, I pay for Netflix, but it's for other reasons. But I will watch this. I think it's cool that, like it follows uh it's like several months after or something i think i think it takes place six months after uh resident evil 4 with leon kennedy mm. it's like i love that the director was like oh yeah he's all suited up and i'm like i like yeah. how they're actually taking basically like they're like hey people loved resident evil 4 let's just kick off from there and make a movie about it instead of like trying to make some weird ass fucking live action alice bullshit yeah. like i I think it looks really cool. I, I'll admit that, but I will not pay to see it. That will never happen. It looks I'll cool, never but it. not cool enough. <laughs> not to get my dollar. <laughs> I get it. No. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I'll watch it if it's given to me. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, it's like a stream it kind of a thing. It's like, yeah, I'd stream it, but I would never purchase. Or, like, if it came to, like, a movie theater near you, I would mm. never, like outside of corona time i wouldn't go watch it but i am also like take everything i say about resident evil with a grain of salt because i am not a like resident evil fan mm -hmm. not that i don't like it it's just like it's never been my cup of tea like i played the first resident evil and shot the ceiling and i was like this game fucking sucks and i put it down never played a resident evil again like oh my god it was so. i don't i i don't actively consider myself like a resident evil fan but I've played every single Resident Evil game that's ever come out, so I don't know how that. I don't, I don't know how that I happens. Religiously follow the series. <laughs> I really like them, but year in, year round, I do my top twenty games. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told. I don't know if I ever talked about this with you, but basically, I put like fifty games I love, and I put them in the list, and I 
battle them out against each other to see what my top 20 is, and Resident Evil is never in there. But I played them all. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I think the fact that you have played them all says something about it. It's kind of like I would never put 90% of the procedural crime shows that I watch. Like, I'm never going to put those on my favorite list of TV shows, but I will watch all 12 seasons. Like, I enjoy it enough to do that, but it's not good. It's basically just like it's it's popcorn. It's It's very interesting. Very interesting. Just because you absorb the entirety of something doesn't mean you love it. It just means you know it and it's comfort food. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't fucking love friends to the point where I'm like petitioning for a reunion, but I've seen that shit all the way through like three times. Interesting. Well, we know sitcom reunions never really go the way that they're supposed to go either way. Thank you, Gilmore Girls. Um, The most interesting, I guess, press that came from the Resident Evil Showcase came after the Resident Evil Showcase. Uh, Well, two pieces, I suppose. One... Uh, it is being reported that uh, Resident Evil 4, the remake, might be in some troubled waters. Um, I still don't really know how I feel about a Resident Evil 4 remake, just because RE4 in its current iteration is exactly how I like it. I replay it every year, once or twice. Like, I love it. It is it is truly comfort food. Um, so I guess yeah. outside of Resident Evil 4, maybe I don't care about Resident Evil that much, but Resident Evil 4... I do love I do love these of Resident Evil Four, but the so yeah it's in maybe troubled waters. I think Capcom, even if a game goes through like re- restructuring or whatever, like internally, Capcom usually their games usually come out in a very high quality quality fashion. Like I don't remember the last time Capcom bungled a, a release since like twenty what thirteen with no twenty fifteen with Street Fighter Five, and even then like that was still pretty like pretty good game they just kind of messed up like the uh, netcode or whatever for the multiplayer but anyway my point is the worst piece of news that came from resident evil showcase was the pre there's a pre-order for like 1400 freaking dollars where it comes with like a statue of of chris from resident evil village who wasn't even in the trailer but it comes with a jacket and this jacket is apparently making the collector's edition of this game 1400 dollars Holy shit. And you gotta love that because it doesn't even look like the jacket that Chris is actually wearing in the game. It's hilarious. You got definitely look that up. It's it, it's such a bizarre thing. Fourteen hundred dollars. Anyway. I I don't think I would ever understand that. I don't understand it either. I, I love physical media and I won't spend fourteen hundred bucks it, on anything. Not for that. It's a it's a fairly plain looking jacket and and, and need I say. There's a lot of you out there that's like, oh, but Capcom's done this before. Capcom has done this before. They have literally sold a Devil May Cry 5, I think, special edition that came with a freaking jacket. And they sold it for really expensive. I don't know what it is with Capcom and jackets, but it is a thing. I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life <laughs> to finding out what is up with Capcom and their damn jackets. Anyway. I don't know, dude. It's, it's weird. This is all kind of like... Uh... I'm like, I'm looking at it right now, and it's the yeah. weirdest shit. It's the I don't weirdest thing. Dude, somebody at Capcom was like, oh, you wanted four jackets? I added three zeros, and now we have 4,000 jackets we got to get rid of. Like, that's the only explanation for this weird release, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, also, I just have to hit on the fact yeah. that, like, 
that shit was fucking annoying when they were like, let's talk about these different collector's editions for five minutes during this show. Yeah. So I was like, are you fucking serious? I just skipped also, forward. Also not a very good looking statue. I think at this point, you and I could both probably tell when the statue's good and when it's not that good. Like like the, like the God of War collector's edition. Oh, the God of War statue's fucking dumb. That was fucking really I good. love... Yeah, that was one of the few collector's editions like I've really gone out of my way to purchase, and oh, it was awesome. Nice, I didn't know you actually had it. That's applause to you. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Yeah, the Kratos and Atreus yeah, statue. I know the one. Like, Stab the and shit. Very it's expensive. Sweet. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I bought that one. For every God of War 2018 collector's edition statue, there is um, like a Mortal Kombat X statue. <laughs> That's very low quality. So, but anyway. Yeah, we're we're at 32 minutes. Uh, I think because of time constraints on both of our ends, uh, we're probably going to wrap up the show without a, a crazy hard 10 video game questions this week as well. It's two weeks in a row we haven't done it, which means next oh, time no. in two weeks you, you better get ready. I can't believe we aren't going to do it. This is such a sad moment in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to keep you for 30 more minutes while you guess a game in my head. That sounds like. That sounds like literal torture for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, literally just a segment naturally yeah. is torture. <laughs> yeah, but when you have time to, to spare, I find a lot of joy in that. So Anyway, it sounds like we were both a little bit lukewarm on the showcase, but we're both very hyped for the actual game itself, which is good. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm definitely like, like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't criticizing people. Mm -hmm. I am one of the people that's like, Vampire Mommy, please step on me. Game's going to be sweet. It's gonna it be is going to be sweet, I think. And I'm excited for Wednesday when I get to try out the demo. Um, from what I saw on like YouTube time counts, it seems pretty short. 16 minutes. But either way, that's totally fine. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think Resident Evil 7's demo was really short too. Beginning hour, I think that was only like 15 minutes long anyway. So I'm pretty hyped for it. Anyway. I think we're both on the same page. I think I'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, you know where to find us. <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the perfect way to leave. You know where to find us. It's just Eldar Talks Games, and you are on Twitter at High Legion. It's super easy. It's it's the easy yep. it can get. It's absolutely it's absolutely correct. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Toodles! Goodbye!